fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lodge or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike Hello and welcome folks to yet another episode of The Ashlers season 2. This season is all about showcasing papers from Indian Masons and we wholeheartedly invite any Mason in India to share their papers which can be discussed openly in a public forum. So please do write over to us. We'll explain more about how to do that towards the end of the show. So without further ado let me talk about what this topic is all about today we will be discussing a very nice short and sweet paper by my co-host worshipful brother ranesh hegde hey ranesh how are you doing i'm doing good man awesome and this is ranesh's paper it essentially talks about the importance of family legacy in the context of masonry yep that is right masonry can flow through generations and we have a nice little word for that too and i don't want to steal ranesh's thunder so <laughs> i will hand it over to ranesh to elaborate on what this paper is all about ranesh over to you hey thank you very much shishir and uh, thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in to listen to this episode family uh, not going into the past and the future's aspect but family is really important to the extent that it actually supports us it guides us it helps us at times when we really need it i remember my meeting with one brother his name is worshipful brother govin welling and when i was just talking with him somebody came and told me or rather asked me oh wow you were speaking with govin welling do you know he is a fifth generation mason and i suddenly was boggled with this what fifth generation what does that mean because at that moment right i had only heard about a son uh, or, or, or rather a father and a son being a freemason so from in my mind that was the maximum which i had uh, thought about suddenly somebody comes and tells me that he is a fifth generation freemason and that's when it just like triggered like are you talking about that his grandfather and his great grandfather and his great 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 grandfather were masons and the person who obviously introduced uh, me to him was like yes i was super intrigued and that's when somebody just said a word he also has a son who is a lubis and that's where i suddenly realized oh okay so govin's son's name is lubis 
that's very interesting. Why did he name his son Lewis? And then Govin laughed at me and he said, no, no, my son is a Lewis because he is still not joined Freemasonry, but he's definitely interested in that. And that's where it kind of opened up the doors of asking what exactly this Lewis is all about. I would like to place my thanks to a very important person who actually asked me to write something on this. This is Worshipful Brother Anand Rao. So he was collecting some articles written by Masons in for a magazine which we have, a quarterly magazine which the Regional Grand Lodge of Southern India releases. He asked me, Dinesh, we are thinking about compiling something about father and son, so why don't you write something on that? And that's when this entire story came in my mind about Govind Welling being the fifth generation Freemason. And I said, you know what? Time to write something about Lewis. Started searching about it and behold, I had a lot of information. This paper is basically a compilation of all that information. Lewis' word is associated with family and Freemasonry. That's a very nice explanation, uh, Rinesh. And it's, it's interesting to know that... Um, you know, there are people out there who encourage others to do a little more than just come and attend lodges. And I think it's this kind of request that really enrich, uh, you know, our experience as Masons, isn't it? So yes. with that, let me, you know, get into the discussion mode of this paper. Now, you mentioned that, uh, you know, the certain brother's son, um, mm. if he joins Masonry, so... Like, because he's the son of this person, he's called a Lewis. So let me yes. dig a little deeper into that and ask you two terms to explain two terms. So I'd like to know a little more about Lewis as well as a Louis team. The term Lewis is actually given to a son of a Freemason. But it is an uninitiated son of a Freemason. Now the word uninitiated matters a lot. As soon as that person, the Lewis, actually joins Freemasonry or gets initiated into Freemasonry, he is no longer called as a Lewis. He will then be called a brother. That's the same for you and for me and for anyone else. Now, the word Lewis also is known to have a French origin. Maybe it's because of the King Louis or the Prince Louis. I I'm not very sure about that part. However, it is mentioned somewhere in the old rituals, basically back in the Middle Ages or something. Uh, since that word Louis was actually derived from the French, the daughter of a Freemason was also called, based on a French word, which was Louvertine. And I might butcher this word, um, so I'm really sorry about anybody who understands French better. Let me spell this out to you. L-O-U-V-E-T-I-N-E. E, Louvertine. Now, they are called as Lewis because they have yet not joined Freemasonry. But the moment they will join Freemasonry, as I mentioned, they will be called as brother. Now, based on the basic research which I was able to do, a son or a daughter, does not matter, they both will be called as Lewis, which I'm not very sure about, but I somehow feel it makes sense because considering where the word Lewis actually comes from. That's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I feel a little, um, well, uh, a little lost about is that, you know, certain things are lost to history, lost to time. And it would have been interesting to know how this word even came about, right? Uh, but nevertheless, um, if you might 
want to maybe dig in a little yeah. more about the origin of this particular word like based on the research that you have done um you know maybe from a from the origins of stone, stone masons era maybe yes you actually got it perfectly correct so as most of our listeners know that when we started this journey of explaining where does freemasonry come from time and time again we have always emphasized on this point freemasonry started somewhere during the medieval ages now the middle ages and during those middle ages the stone masonry was very prominent they were considered as the the best of the best now freemasonry literally borrowed a lot of things from stone masons one of that was lewis let me just give you a brief example of what exactly a lewis is a lewis is actually a tool or rather a device which is used to raise large stones to a certain height and obviously set them in place now you cannot please do not think about pyramids where you actually have to push those kind of a stones but imagine something different i have to raise a certain stone to a certain height so that it can be placed maybe on top of a pillar or maybe on top of a wall now to do that you might carry it but obviously that was not the time you are kind of moved ahead into engineering to understand that you can use certain tools lewis was one such tool i'll give you a quick example or rather a brief picture of how it looks like so to understand this imagine a stone in front of you and there is a cavity in the middle it's kind of like a square cavity but once the cavity goes at the base it kind of spreads across uh please don't worry you don't need to use that much of an imagination we are going to put this picture in our show notes as well so that you can actually see that now there are three things which are actually available in it there are two steel wedges which goes at the extreme and there is a steel space in the middle and between these three things there is a hole through which a key is actually gone now that is how it ensures that the entire stone is lifted without destroying or without harming any of the corners the greater the pull or the heavier the stone the more securely this lewis is going to lock itself into that hole what does it denote it denotes strength it is actually exemplified in a masonic lodge by the smooth ashlar which is kept in the derrick on the senior warden's pedestal at least in some jurisdiction you will be able to find it so please make sure at least the masons who are listening to it please go back to your lodge room whenever you are actually going and just try to see whether that's available and you will actually get to see how a lewis works and like any other tool in stone masonry which actually freemasons used and added a philosophical meaning to it or a deeper symbolic meaning to it we use the same lewis which was available for a stone mason which lifts heavy stones into bringing something which was a simple concept called strength and upliftment you know i i completely understand uh, people who might be struggling to visualize you know that description that uh, renesh tried his best to give you but don't worry like he mentioned i will include that into the thumbnail um so when you click on it you will be able to see that image a little more clearly now in essence what i've understood that a lewis um in all practicality was a tool used to lift stones to elevate the stones now to think about it right and uh, renesh obviously will expand on this a little more from a masonic standpoint uh more from you know from a life standpoint but let me give a head start to him right so a child male or female 
son or daughter is the future that takes the legacy of the family forward and i am someone who is quite open minded so i don't believe that a daughter is any less than a son for me both are equal i don't have kids of my own but I, you know i am i am i am educated enough to understand that a human being is a human being a gender is just something that is part of being a human being now with that being said your child is what takes the legacy forward it's your blood in their veins and then they live their life in their own way so with that ranesh uh do you want to explain the symbolic significance of a lois or a levitine uh, in life uh, with this tool in mind thank you by the way for the segue because what we started about talking about the whole legacy in freemasonry and then this tool this is exactly what it matters uh listeners you heard we using the word lift upliftment now the son or the daughter's duty is to bear the heat and load of the day for their parents when they are relieved from this burden due to their age now they need all the help our parents actually need all the help from us during their last days which ideally should be happy and comfortable why well it's the duty it's the moral duty for us when we were born when we were growing up they ensured that we were happy we were comfortable we had the right food we had the right clothes we had the right education whatever they were able to give they gave now it's our duty when they are at their vulnerable stage we need to actually give back to them and that's exactly how human beings work we have to give we have to take this is entirely a give and take thing and it is not done with the with the something in mind that okay if i don't give i won't be able to take something from him no it's our moral obligation some moral duty the best part is this entire concept of family taking care of each other of son or daughter taking care of their parents was understood by many of them and so much so that even in freemasonry they kind of added this thing uh there is actually some old catechisms uh, i think this was somewhere in 1800 and this is a version which i got from the junior warden's lecture used in the united grand lodge of england this is exactly from 1801 uh unfortunately in our grand lodge of india's ritual book we do not have that but well things change so it doesn't matter what i was able to find is this this is by the way from an 18th century catechism the question and there is an answer question what do we call the son of a freemason answer a lewis question what does that denote answer strength question how is a lewis depicted in the freemason's lodge as a cramp of metal by which when fixed into a stone great and ponderous weights are raised to a certain height and fixed upon their proper bases without which operative masons could not so conveniently do question what is the duty of a lewis the son of a mason to his aged parents answer to bear the heavy burden in the heat of the day and help them in time of need which by reason of their great age they ought to be exempted from so as to render the close of their days happy and comfortable question his privilege for doing so to be made a mason before any other person however dignified by birth rank or riches unless he through his complaisance waives this privilege look at this listen to that last portion we have been talking about somebody becoming a mason 
and we have masons who have been kings who have been nobles who have been merchants and there are many such facets which we actually have been able to find out but a son of a freemason was always given the most important privilege of becoming a mason before anybody else in the queue tomorrow brethren it is a possibility that maybe our constitution might or might not have that but looking at what the way it was actually mentioned if you are able to do this please do that why because it is kind of a respect to that person who has given his time and energy to freemasonry that we ensure that his son actually gets to join freemasonry before anybody else who is standing in the queue uh by the way provided it actually is okay with everybody in your lodge please try don't don't try to do something which is not okay with anybody it's all about consensus now isn't it ranesh yes the, yeah it's not like a few people just want to do something and they just run with it and again it's a matter of brotherhood it's a matter of leadership but servant leadership where you don't just uh you know throw out a command and expect people to follow but you take everyone together and then move ahead in one direction all right now let me come to something uh, interesting i'm honestly yet to see something like this but i'm guessing you may have so why don't you explain a little about the lewis jewel and uh, for listeners who might be wondering what is a jewel uh, let me be very clear it's not something studded with gold and diamonds <laughs> or anything it's just uh, you know like how okay you might have seen a defense personnel having a bunch of medals on their chest right uh, which has certain significance so similarly masons also have some such medals we call it as jewels so now lewis have a certain jewel which is given to them and rinish if you could talk a little more about that yes so the lewis jewel has been used in some jurisdiction and is worn by the son of a mason and consist of two bars connected by chains now when i said the son of a mason that means his father is a freemason and he's the only one now that is the best example which i could give you right now wherein you will have the first bar containing the name of his father and the date of his initiation and the second bar which will be lower than him will be the name of his and the date of his initiation now i'm wondering if that is actually implemented at least in india and knowing worshipful brother govind belling being a fifth generation mason he will not have one or two he will literally have five bars and that will be an amazing jewel to look at i'm not sure whether it is comfortable or not but it is definitely going to be look a really great one so he will obviously have his great great grandfather then his great grandfather then his grandfather's name then his father's name and finally his name and then if his son joins freemasonry which i know he has he will be wearing the sixth bar which will actually make sure that it showcases that they are sixth generation freemasons and by the way most important point which i actually forgot in my previous portion is the son of a freemason a lewis is allowed to be initiated at the age of 18 rather than 21 years at least this is what we follow in the grand lodge of india yeah that was a good point even i forgot about it um, <laughs> and that kind of shows the level of trust that masons plays upon each other isn't it um for anyone else who does not have a masonic pedigree uh we say 21 years is the proper age but for someone coming from a masonic family we place that level of trust that okay this particular child has had 
that certain upbringing and some level of exposure of what a freemason is all about you know uh, having lived with his or her father so with that i think there is something interesting rinesh you have up your sleeve uh, why yes. don't you get down to that right so in the days of operative masonry it would have been a source of pride if a son follows his father's footsteps and enters or joins a masonic guild as an apprentice that's because you know that that guild is something which is going to take care of you that guild is going to give you a profession which is going to ensure that you do wonders in your life so obviously and by the way that is not just in stone masonry it's in every facets of a life a father is always proud when his son or his daughter comes up and says that i will now drive the car and you just relax until then it is a horrible driver then the father is definitely scared but other than that he is definitely going to be very happy a mother is always happy when they come to know that your son or your daughter is going to help you in your household chores why because that means they are about to share that burden they are about to follow the same things which you have taught them that's the same thing in operative masonry to imagine now to study the same skills and learn to use those tools will manifest the greatest honor and esteem a son could pay his father similarly it's a heartwarming day when a young man shows interest in freemasonry and asks his father how he might become a mason and it is a proud day when that son is admitted a member of his father's lodge it's a tremendous opportunity when father and son can both be freemasons an opportunity for support and strength from generation to generation i found a verse which is available in the deputy grand master's song which was printed in the second edition of the anderson's constitution uh, written by reverend dr james anderson this was published back in 1738 and it is written as a sort of a loyal toast to be sung by the brethren around the festive board this is how it goes quote again let it pass to the royal loved name whose glorious admission has crowned all our fame may a louis be born whom the world shall admire serene as his mother august as his sire unquote that's a beautiful bunch of four lines rinesh and uh, <laughs> you know i must really admit the wholesomeness of um this little verse of four lines it it sort of encompasses what it means uh to be a lewis right to be someone who's inducted into the hallowed walls of masonry and how such a person is viewed by masons and also showing the expectations of the fraternity from such a person like the third line may lewis be born whom the world shall shall admire that itself uh, is setting the tone by saying that there are great expectations from you where the world would admire for who you are which also means that this person is expected to not be just a good person but to be better every single day contribute in one way or the other to the betterment of society mankind and what not so being practical at the same time exalting uh, the induction of such an individual it's it's really amazing i can just imagine um, you know uh, after the meeting is over and then we have a dinner and then all the brothers sort of you know chanting this verse uh, i mean as a lewis although i'm not one but as a lewis uh, if i were to just imagine it would be quite heartwarming uh, emotional as well i would say but definitely would deepen my bonds with the brothers what do you think dinesh 
I completely agree with this because uh, when we joined Freemasonry, right? At least just to add to that one, when we joined Freemasonry, we saw that everybody had that kind of a feeling of family. Now imagine your family being part of this. That's what we obviously do, right? We have ladies' night. We ensure that our uh, family actually gets to meet other family members and gets to see where we actually spend one day of that month. Sorry, one night of that one evening of that month into a Masonic lodge. Where do we go? What do we do? So these are all the important points which we always have to share. And imagine that as a father, your son also joining and ensuring that he takes care of certain things. It's always a proud moment, and. Freemasons were able to bring that connection of a simple tool which was used by operative stonemasons add those values in that add those symbolic meaning into it and bring it into our culture or rather into our rituals was a really interesting step and by the way listeners this is exactly what freemasons always used to ensure there are tools around you everywhere if you start putting some meanings to it and which helps you to understand the significance of the duty which you have or the responsibilities which you should be taking up or rather at least your actions it automatically helps you to become a better person and that's exactly what freemasonry does to ensure that it gives you those symbols and adds those values through either talking about it through following it or through seeing it by somebody and that's how it works and i think with that i kind of gave a very short paper uh, obviously because it had a lot of materials not denying it definitely had a lot of materials the material which i wanted to showcase to to our listeners was what exactly is it where did it come from and what does it mean in freemasonry today and by the way in spite of the fact that it came from the middle ages in spite of the fact that we use it in the philosophical sense or add certain uh, moral stuff into this it still holds true today when you see that louis jewel or when you see that louis in front of the senior warden's chair you will remember that your duty is to take care of your family as we always used to say in freemasonry family always comes first then your work and then freemasonry it's not dogmatic wherein we are not enforcing that this has to be done or that has to be done you know what needs to be done that is why you are part of this group and with that thank you very much for listening to us i hope you enjoyed this in case if you need this paper please do reach out to us and we will be able to share that with you so that you can share the same paper with your lodge brethren or with anybody whom you want to share it with thanks so much rinesh that was a very nice paper and it i wouldn't say it it had uh you know too much amount of detail but just about enough for us to at least get a take away out of this by saying that okay i understand what a lewis is all about in masonry and how it is significant uh to masonry so with that folks we come to an end of this episode i hope you enjoyed it if you are interested in masonry if you are interested to read this paper uh reach out to us our email is in the show notes and we are on instagram as well it's linked in the show notes as well so feel free to connect with us uh let us know your feedback um anyone interested in presenting their papers that we might discuss do write to us on the same email we would love to you know uh, connect with you talk through it and see what best we can uh, take out of that paper which can be useful for public consumption so with that I wish you all the very best. Stay safe 
and goodbye. Goodbye. Well, that just about wraps it up, folks. We sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of Freemasonry. And what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the Gentle Craft? If you have any queries about what we shared on this episode, or generally on this podcast, or even about Freemasonry, please check out the show notes. for links to the grand lords of india's website or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode